Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria, what is a prophet? A prophet, another word for a prophet is a seer. Sometimes prophets see the future as willed by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they give special prophecies. They walk in different um, gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we had prophets and teachers there. That's two of the fivefold ministry. Does anybody remember what the fivefold ministry is? What the offices are? Help me out. There's a pastor, apostles, teachers, evangelists, and prophets. Extra credit lost. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody's going, what? What's he pointing at? Syria. <laughs> so let's say it again. What are the five? What's the fivefold ministry? They're all preachers. They're all preachers. No, that's. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a pastor preacher, it's a teacher preacher, it's an apostle preacher, it's an evangelist preacher, and a prophet preacher. They're all preachers because they all proclaim the word. But you, whether or not you're called to the fivefold ministry. You are a minister of the gospel. A minister means a servant of the gospel, but you are a child of God, and you have the power to proclaim God's word. All right? So among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, son of encouragement. That's what his name meant. Simeon, called the black man. All right? He, was, he must have been a North African or black Jew. Praise God. Lucius from Cyrene. Manaean. Someone say Manaean. I want to see that name for one of your children soon. I love messing with Bible names. Manan, who was the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas and Saul. All right? So one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Is there, is there power in worshiping God? Why, why is worshiping God so powerful? Talk to me. Anybody. You do not have a microphone, so I'll repeat what you say. Why is worshiping God so powerful? Yes, ma'am. I believe, this young lady said it is, it's another form of prayer. I believe worship is the highest form of prayer because you're not asking anything from God. You're just hanging out with him saying, God, you are worth it. You are worthy. I need you. Before I give away any other answers, that is a great answer. What, el what else? Talk to me about worship. Why is it so powerful, so important? Yes, ma'am. So you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable and real with God when you worship him. You ever worship God and just cried? And you're like, I don't even know why I'm crying, Lord. I've told him that. I'm like, why am I crying? What are you working on? What's going on here? So you're very vulnerable when you worship God. Uh-huh. How about you get to really, truly humble yourself? You're saying more of you and less of me. You get to say, even as a believer, man, Lord, I, I tried to do this in my own strength, and I kind of messed it up. I'm, I'm humbled to say tonight, that I, I love it, and sometimes it's frustrating, but I, lo I love it. At my core, I love it when God lays it on my heart to do a new series, 
where I get to bring up something on a Wednesday night, but a new series on Sunday morning. You know, we do Sunday morning series month by month. And I love it. And it can also be frustrating, though, when God is dealing with me about something that I'm bringing the word about. Because I'm talking about faith, right? Been talking, started up a faith series. You're going to need it. That's what it's entitled on Sunday morning. And in saying you're going to need it, man, that means I'm going to need it. And it's amazing to me that God is shining his spotlight and his magnifying glass on some areas in my life that really need some faith. Because some areas, hey, man, praise God. Good job. But man, other areas, there's one area in particular right now that God is dealing with my faith in that area. And it's painful. But I welcome it. I welcome it. I'm willing to die a thousand deaths to the carnal nature so that God can have a place in my life and so that God can speak to me in those areas. And how many of you know when you ignore God, if you ignore him in certain areas, he's been trying to deal with you about something, you, you bring a lot of uh, sorrow on yourself. You know what scripture says? That Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected, right? It's a rock, he's a rock of offense. He offends some people. He's a stumbling block. Why? Well, because however you look at it, Scripture says, if you fall on him, you'll be broken. But if you wait until he falls on you, he will crush you into powder. What does that mean? That means eventually he, he brings judgment. You say, man, is that fair? He's the God of the universe. Anyone with any sense or any sanity, they say, you know what? A judge should do righteous judgments. I may not always understand them, but there has to be justice. Someone say, there has to be justice. Mm -hmm. Scripture says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. You want to really get into God's righteousness and justice? Spend time worshiping him. He'll speak to you. He'll speak to you about your life. He st always starts off there and goes, hey, this isn't right in your life. You say, man, are you preaching a condem condemnation word tonight, Pastor Matt? No, I'm preaching a word of Scripture says the path of the righteous is brighter and brighter and brighter day by day, leading to the what? The perfect day when we get to heaven. But God wants to deal with you. Why? Scripture says that a father that is pleased with their child, they discipline them so they get even better. You imagine you don't discipline your kids. Oh, y'all just do whatever you want. And people are like, they're acting crazy. I can't stop them. You know, they just do whatever. Mm-mm. Man, my dad used to explain to me, and I didn't want to hear it as a kid. Elaine knows. He said, man, Daddy loves you, but you know what? You're not going to act like that. I'm like, do we have to talk about it now? I remember talking with Jonathan and Elaine growing up. My siblings, sometimes I'm like, just spank me, man. <laughs> I think Elaine liked lectures better than us. I don't know. Me, I was like, let's just get it over with. Just spank me. Let's do what we got to do. And Dad's like, hey, I want you to do good in this area because I love you. I'm not going to... In essence, Dad was always saying, I'm not going to leave you alone to yourself, your own devices. Why? <laughs> because you can be sure, Scripture says, that eventually your sin will find you out. I love it that my parents, in disciplining me as godly parents, it was actually dealing with sin in my life, even as a kid. And I, I don't know about y'all. Y'all were born saints. But I was born sinful, man. I am naturally conniving and facetious and foolish and mischievous, naturally. Most of you are like, not me. Okay. But I praise God because when I get in God's presence and I worship him and fast, oh, man, we're, now we're getting into fasting. 
Some of you got Pastor Fabian's text, huh? Let's, let's fast the next 21 days. Okay, that's really something. Say, no, I'll do everything else, but I'm not fasting. And you've got to be led. You've got to be led by the Lord to do that, but it, it hurts. It's painful, but what is fasting for? You set everything aside and say, Lord, the time I would have spent eating, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek you with that time. And that's not a religious thing. That is a relationship thing. Say, God, I'm going to put away everything and talk to you. There's times I'm naturally distracted, right, as an extrovert, where I'm, I'm talking with my wife, and she says, you are looking around and standing up and sitting down and doing everything else. Look at me, and let's finish talking. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. And I believe God says the same thing in our relationship with him. That's what fa- worship and fasting is for. You say, I'm going to put everything else away and just seek God. Why? Like my Sunday morning series says right currently, you're going to need it. Don't wait until the crisis and the trial. Don't do it. Seek God now. Seek God now. Because some trial, praise God, that trial, it's pushing your son toward God. Right choice, Casey. He's moving toward God. But some folks... When they go through the trial, what do they do? They hide out and run from God. No, 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 no. Run toward God. And you want to be sure that your faith is where it needs to be and you run toward God? Worship Him. Put Him first. Worshiping the Lord and fasting, that's just putting God first. Say, why is it so important to put God first? Remember covenant? That's what covenant is with God. The eternal blood agreement with God is this. I'm going to put you first, God. And you'll bless me, but if I put you first and make it about you and not myself. While they were doing that, look, guess what? When they were worshiping God and fasting, they'd been putting God first. Look, the Holy Spirit said, this is powerful. Who's the Holy Spirit? That's God. That's one of his facets. Just God speaking. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I what? Have called them. What have you been called to? Man, you've been called... Here's, here's some basics. You ready? What are the five things we're called to as believers? Does anybody remember? Extra credit. I'll give you a chewy mint after church. Fast. <laughs> fast, right? Pray. Read the word. Well, huh? Share your faith and give. Tithe. Tithe. Give offerings. You say, man, I don't know what I'm called to do. Start there. <laughs> we've we've been watching a series on and off and i'm not i'm not reckon recommending it it's kind of weird they got bible verses here and there and they're just part of the bible verses they use in the series and they just make it weird they mix the bible with mythology and all kinds of strange stuff but one of the things they say in the series is a calling a calling i received a calling you know what the real calling is start with those five let's do it again what are those five things Prayer, fasting, reading the word, giving, share that faith, man. Say, man, I was just, I received, man, I received of God. I believe now I'm just going to hold on to it. No, 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 no. Share your faith. Scripture says, freely you have received, now freely give. God gave to you, now give to others. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit says, set these apart, get them ready. Let's send them out for the work that I've called and appointed and separated them for, Barnabas and Paul, or Saul. What's the next verse there? So 
What did, how did they respond to God speaking? After more fasting and prayer. Isn't that powerful? These people were hardcore. After more fasting and prayer. I'm going to tell you right now, those of you true believers in here, and y'all are true believers, those on the live stream on a Wednesday night, y'all are true believers. Let's be real. When you've gotten through some trials in, in, in life, man, you prayed, didn't you? Man, you fasted. Man, you called out to God. You may have even done some crazy stuff. God, why? But man, you were seeking God. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. They laid their hands on them in faith as a point of contact, spoke a blessing over them. Who knows what all was spoken to them? So Barnabas and Saul, also known as Paul, right, were sent out by whom? By themselves. Growing up, I used to hear in church from men and women of God, some went, but they were never sent. These guys were actually sent. Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. And did you know you were sent? Ever since Mary Magdalene, the first proclaimer of God's word after the res resurrection, Jesus says to you, look at this power, power, power confession, power statement. Go and tell. Go and tell. Some folks freak themselves out because they think about it too much. Say, man, I got to go preach a sermon. No, just tell someone, hey, God's done something great for me. You know how you share your faith? Share your testimony. What's your testimony? What God has done for you, how he saved you, how he rescued you. I am always sharing my testimony. You say, man, you're, you're, you're the pastor, though. You're, no, as a believer, I'm always sharing my testimony. What is a testimony? What God has done for me. That's why I get folks to share on Wednesday nights good news because it's something God has done for you. That's, that's, that's practice on sharing your faith, sharing your testimony. You, you have been sent to share your faith. Jesus said, go out into the world and share your faith. Tell, go and tell. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. I believe we saw Cyprus from the air in 2017 when we were flying to Israel in the Mediterranean there. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues. And preached the word of God. John Mark, remember John Mark? He went with them as their assistant. Another young man of God there. All right. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island of, which island was it? Very good. The entire island of Cyprus until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer. What is a Jewish sorcerer? A Jewish warlock. A witch doctor. A male witch, a false what? A false prophet named Bar-Jesus. What a weird name, huh? Bar-Jesus. Uh, strange. So he had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus. In Spanish, that is Sergio Pablo. Just, just making sure you're listening. Okay? Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. I find that reference interesting. I was looking at this today. He was an intelligent man. But he had a, 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 a witch doctor, a warlock, a male witch attached to him, a sorcerer. This intelligent man, the governor of the island of Cyprus, okay? The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted what? To hear the word of God. God had placed within him a hunger for the word. It's amazing how God will prepare the way for you when you do share your testimony. When you have an in the intent to share your testimony, share your faith, share what God has done for you, God will prepare people's hearts. 
God was already speaking to Sergius Paulus. But Elymas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, so Bar-Jesus, his uh, Greek name is Elymas, which, you know, interesting name as well. He interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He's whispering in his ear, going, ah, I ignore these guys. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, this guy, this guy was plainly stated he was of the devil, right? He was there to distract. He was there to block the word. He was there to turn Sergius Paulus away from hearing the true words of faith, the true scripture by, by men of God. So he interfered and he urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. This is about to get good. Someone say, this is about to get good. This is the power of God now. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Advice to everyone who would ever hear this. Don't ever try to keep someone from believing. You're interfering with God Almighty. You guys remember early on in the book of Acts, Gamaliel, who happened to be Paul's mentor in the Torah, the ancient ways of orthodox Jewishness or Jewry? He said, hey, we better not mess with these guys. He said, there's, you know, these are the disciples of Jesus. They were healing the sick and stuff, and they were brought before that Jewish high council. He said, remember these other folks? And he named names. He said, they thought they were someone great, and when they died, it was left to nothing. It turned out to be nothing. He goes, these guys, you better leave them alone, because if it is of God, you will see that you are fighting against God himself. Not good. Two words, not good. You don't want to try to keep someone from believing. Jesus, did you know Jesus talks about that too in the Gospels? He's talking to the Pharisees. He says, woe unto you because you don't live right. You don't, you don't serve God and you keep others from serving God. You ever met someone like that? They don't want to serve God and misery loves company, doesn't it? Say, I'm not going to serve God. And I've dealt with people like that even in church. It's like they're standing in the doorway blocking it going, I'm not going to enter in, but none of y'all are entering in either. I'm going to just cause problems. That's deep. Don't do that. This guy, Elymas, the sorcerer, Bar-Jesus in Hebrew, but Elymas in Greek, he was trying to keep the governor, Sergius Paulus, from believing. Not a good choice. Let's move on to the next. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh, the Holy Spirit came upon him, motivated, motivated him. Paul gave in to it, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. You don't have to fear witchcraft. If you're not dabbling in witchcraft, then that witchcraft has no power over you. You as Now you say, I just accepted Jesus yesterday. Jesus said, in my name they will cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. So man, Jesus also said, he said, the least in the kingdom of heaven is more powerful than John the Baptist. Why? Because you have accepted Jesus. Jesus died and rose again. That is something that John the Baptist did not get to experience. He, he was killed before Jesus died and rose again. You as a believer, man, the... The weakest person in the kingdom of God said, man, I don't have much faith. Uh Uh-huh, but God has given you enough to cast out the devil. He said, you son of the devil. Can you imagine addressing someone like that? Full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good. Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Whoa, can we read that again? Let's read that again. You son of the devil, he said, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? I'm going to tell you a story. Mm, Late summer, early fall, 
of 2011, might have been August of 2011, Barry and I took Pastor Fabian to Juarez to do an open-air crusade. Do you remember that, Barry? It was, man, there had been killings in Juarez, and here we were taking Dad in Mom's little Toyota Avalon to drop him off in Juarez. We had to get back. Dad was going to ride back with someone on Saturday, but earlier that week we, we took him over there. We stayed the night in a hotel in Juarez. Man, the streets were, streets were empty, but it was interesting because the governor, I guess, of that, that state had said, hey, take care of the man of God. So every time we'd walk out of the hotel, man, there were armed guys, and I kept thinking, what are these guys doing? But they would stop talking, and they would become vigilant when we walked outside. They were there to protect us. Very interesting. So unique trip. We'd, I don't even know that we Barry and I stayed there 24 hours. We get to the bridge. I don't know the name of that puente or that bridge to cross back over into El Paso. Well, at the bridge, I had some church money on me for our trip. I actually had some church cash, among other things. But there were some guys begging at the bridge. Very normal, right? In Juarez. So I felt led. I gave a, a guy and maybe a couple of his friends two or three bucks. I don't, I don't know if you even remember, Barry, how much. I, I gave him a little bit. Well, I felt led, but maybe I was wrong. Either way, it stirred up a hornet's nest because these guys got aggressive and go, give me more money. You have more money in there. And at that point, whether God was speaking to me or not, stubborn Matt came out. And I said, champ, and I'm answering him in Spanish. I said, I'm not giving you anymore. That's it. It's not my money. That's it. This is God's money. I remember I told him that. So Barry's sitting next to me. We're parked, and we can't move because there's cars in front of us. And I have the window down. This dude's reaching in, and Barry was just waiting. He says after, he said, I was waiting for them to touch you so I can get out and knock somebody out. <laughs> Praise God we didn't have to do that. But I don't know how many minutes it lasted. It felt like 30. I don't think it was that long. It was probably five minutes. But they're aggressive. They're cussing in Spanish, said, hey, give us some more money. And I said, you're not getting any more. I don't care what you do. And I just thought, man, these guys are going to break the window. He's, the guy is holding the window so I can't roll it up. Man, I felt helpless, and I thought, I'm not going to be able to get out of this car to have a word with these guys. There's about, I don't remember how many there were, three or four of them, and they were getting more and more aggressive and belligerent. One of the guys was hanging back, but several of them, or a few of them, were getting very belligerent. Hey, well, we're going to wash your windows. I don't want my windows washed. I'll spit on them and wash them before I let you wash them now because I don't like your attitudes, basically. I didn't say that, but I thought it. And it's getting more and more belligerent. I'm thinking, we're stuck on this bridge. What's going to happen? They're going to break the window on my mom's car. Well, the Holy Spirit rose up in me. I'll never forget this. And I, I said, Barry, I'm just looking at him. We're pretty helpless there because we're like, what are we going to do? We don't want to get in the flesh here. And I look at this guy, the ringleader, and I said, hey, Stop now in the name of Jesus. I said it in English, and then the guy began to mock me. And I went, oh, he's almost done now. I, don't, I just knew it. I felt peace. We were still in the struggle there. But I said, in the name of Jesus, back up from this car. And he said, in the name of Jesus. It took about 30 seconds, didn't it, to a minute, though, and he was done. He deflated and backed up. Say, man, was that your power? No, that was the power of God. We were at a point where I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to fight on the bridge? That's all I need is to be thrown into a Mexican jail, right? Of course, it would have been my fault, the white-looking dude. It's your fault, gringo, you know? Fighting on the bridge, man, disturbing the peace. Like, why does had any peace? 
I said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. He mocked me, and he was done. They packed up and left and then went to go harass someone else. But look, you can speak in faith, and I've done it before. Did you know that very few times in my life that I've looked someone in the eye and said, hey, in the name of Jesus, stop. Few times in my life where I looked at them and said, Devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. They're like, What? I'm not, yeah, you're acting like the devil that's the devil in you. Stop. Stop. It's time to move on. God has given you authority. Scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And it'll be those moments you say, Man, but I can't control them. Yeah, but if if they're walking in a spirit, a demon, yeah, and someone's that belligerent and they're coming at you for no reason, it is demonic. Don't be mad at them. Don't take it personally. Speak out. Jesus said, in my name, they'll cast out demons. You'll be able to tread on serpents and scorpions. You'll be able to step on problems in life and crush them. Let's go on to the next verse. So, man, he's speaking to Elemas the sorcerer, bar Jesus. And look, Paul goes on. He says, watch now. The gifts of the Spirit are rising up in him. He says, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you. Oh, I felt chills when I said that. You imagine God has laid his hand of punishment upon you and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Get ready. Goodbye. Instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes and he began groping around begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. Don't ever try to stop someone from believing God's word. Don't you get in the way of that. You may not understand it, but don't mess with that. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer. So God used what the devil was trying to do through the sorcerer right? Don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. Paul spoke up as a man of God, rebuked the the enemy, spoke, said God's hand of punishment is on you. You're going to be blind now. The governor saw that and the enemy's plan backfired. How many of you know the enemy is a risk taker? Because chances are you're going to make it through with God's help and you're going to be able to tell about God's goodness and it's going to lead someone to Jesus. Chances are, oh yeah, you've made it this far, huh? He said, man, I I didn't even know how we were going to make it. I didn't even know how... I just knew that last situation was going to wipe me out. Well, here you are, huh? Your hair may be out of place a little bit, but don't feel bad. Mine's out of place right in here. Don't feel too bad. We made it through because God has a purpose for you. He's not done with you. And your life, your testimony is going to lead someone to become a believer. What's a believer? Someone who believes that what Jesus said is true. When the governor saw what had happened... The enemy's plan backfired. He became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. And did you know a, a, show, a showing of God's power, a demonstration of God's power goes a long way? It does. I've seen people get saved after folks cast out demons at a church service. Say, man, is that real? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real. I've experienced it. I've lived it. Ask Adrian about it. She's done it a few times. I was there one time with Adrian and Noe, and we cast the devil out of someone. I think they went and did it a separate time, too. They were so excited to go that day, that first time. I think it was 2005 or something, but they're more experienced now. So am I. Man, growling and all kinds of crazy stuff. They said after we cast the devil out of that lady that she came to visit them, and she looked like a different person. A different person. She was... In her right mind, man, bless her heart. She's been through, she'd been through some hard things. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, and for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Then Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to where? Jerusalem. 
But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the what? Services. What verse is this? Does anyone know what verse this is? This is 14. Let's, this is 14. Let's do the next verse there. We'll, do the, we'll finish with this last one. After the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, what are the books of Moses? Does anybody know? They're in your Bible in the Old Testament. First five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Torah. In the German language, they're actually called 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th Moses. Or 1st book of Moses, 2nd book of Moses, 3rd book of Moses, all the way up to 5. The first five books of your Bible. That's Moses. And the prophets, well, that's self-explanatory. Prophets like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, you know, Obadiah. After the usual readings from the Old Testament, basically, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. Let's stop there. Look, they're about to testify, aren't they? They're about to share their faith. Say, man, but they're in a Jewish synagogue. Shouldn't they have faith? Yeah, but not all of them had faith in Jesus, the recently arrived Messiah who died and rose again for their sins. Some folks didn't know it yet. They didn't know about it, and they're about to break it down. Any questions about what we read tonight? You have a question. I mean, you've been waiting for me to ask. Yes, ma'am, what is your question? Serpents and scorpions. Yes, ma'am. Let's go to, I'm going there right now. This, this is an interesting translation. Michal, would you go to Mark chapter 16, verse 17? Let's do it. Let's not do it in New Living Translation. That's kind of an interesting translation. Let's do New King James Version. If you have it in KJV, New King James. So we're in Mark chapter 16. Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Wow. They will speak with new tongues. Man, that's being baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in a heavenly language. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That is the wrong reference because that is not serpents and scorpions. Hold on. Just a second. We're almost there. We want serpents and... That came out wrong. We do not want serpents and scorpions. Um, but, you know, we want that verse. Luke ten nineteen. Thank you. Luke ten nineteen. Check this out. Let's try it in the let's try it in the New Living Translation, Mika. I blew past it once. Ah, thank you, my love. Look, let's start with you know. Okay, look. Is that Luke ten nineteen? Is that the full verse? Okay, it it didn't start with that one. That's why I was asking because. That part wasn't there. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Someone say all. What does all mean? Every last bit of the power of the enemy. Remember, Satan is not an evil God with a capital G. It's God versus Satan. He was created by God. Did you all remember that? 
And now by the blood of Jesus, he has no authority in your life. So look, Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Luke 10, 19. Thank you again. Nothing will what? Injure you. You don't just go around testing God, you know. I'm going to just do this and see if I get harmed. No, he's speaking there at several levels, but God will protect you. Later on in the life of Paul, you will see that a poisonous snake attaches itself to his hand on a beach after he survives a shipwreck, and he shakes the snake off into the fire, and the locals, the natives of that island, were waiting for Paul to swell up and die, and it never happened. Why? Because, let's read that whole verse again, Luke 10, 19. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. You're going to step on them. And nothing, this says, nothing will injure you. I like the other translation that says, nothing will by any means hurt you. Go on to it. Nothing. Nothing will hurt you. So there it is, Luke 10, 19. I thank my wife for helping me find that verse. I blew right past it looking for it. I, I, I was at in Luke there after I gave you um, Mark. And any other questions? Hi. Scripture explains Scripture, huh? Last question, because we're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you. Let's go to Psalm 91, 13. We're in the New Living Translation. We're testing out all of your skills back there, Micah, huh? Let's, Let's go to Psalm 91, 12. Look at this. This is talking about the angels of the Lord. This is one of your privileges as a child of God. They will hold you up with, your, with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Remember Satan tried to misquote that verse, verse to Jesus. Keep going there. What's the next verse? Go to 13. Go to 9113. Look at this. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Yes, instead of scorpions it says lions. But yeah, the Lord is saying, whatever the enemy throws at you, you can step on it. You ever seen that in like the superhero movies? There's villains fighting someone and the, or vice versa, and you're throwing something at them, and the, nothing you do can stop them. Well, the same way, the enemy cannot stop you. You put God first. Believe in the authority God has given you. Don't walk in fear. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Let's pray. Y'all actually had questions tonight. Everyone, repeat this prayer with me, if you would, for those that are joining us on live stream or on SoundCloud hereafter. Everyone say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Cleanse me. I believe Jesus is Lord, my Lord and Savior. And I believe he died and rose again for me. I confess him as my Redeemer. Save me, Lord God, from sin, from my past, from hell. Thank you for the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. I believe. Say this. Say, I believe because it pleases you. And I know. Say, I know. You are not a man. You are not a human that you would lie. Thank you for hearing me today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let me just pray a blessing over you real quick as we wrap this up tonight. Father, I thank you that you're revealing yourself in your word. 
to all of us. It's not by accident. It's not by osmosis. It's not by just something we're stumbling upon. We believe in divine appointments. We believe in the confirmation of your word. We believe that if we will speak your word, you will confirm it. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is transforming us tonight. Thank you for your people who have been here to hear the word of God. We trust you and thank you tonight. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering, if you would. Thank you for joining us. Let's take time to pick up our tithe and offering real quick. Does anyone need an envelope for tithe and offering? You can raise your hand. If not, don't worry about it. You can also text to give. So there's somebody. There's somebody in the back. There you go. Sir, thank you. Someone right over there. And while Eric is delivering that to you and we are getting ready to take up tithe and offering, let's go ahead and pray so we can expedite time. The Spanish service is coming on in real quickly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you in the seed time and in the harvest, God. All truth is parallel in your word. There's layers of understanding and truth in your word. Reveal it to us, God. We love you. and We thank you for the opportunity to give to your kingdom. We give you glory tonight. We trust you and we believe in Jesus' name. Someone said, amen.